Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 48 of Process to Profitability. Today, I am talking about designing your website to help your client experience. I know that this is an episode that might seem like it's a little out of place because what does website design have to do with client experience? But as I talk about it, I think it's going to make more sense. And I think it's going to be a helpful way to think about both your website design and your client experience together so you you are creating something seamless that really benefits the people that you're working with and want to work with in the future. So listen to this episode. It's going to be a shorter one, but I hope that there are going to be some great takeaways for you in it. So let's start by talking about why you should think of your website as the beginning of your client experience. And this is something that I'm just starting to realize now. When I first designed my website, I knew that I wanted it to be a reflection of my brand, and I knew that it was going to be where my clients first encountered me and got to know me because website design is an investment, and it's not something someone decides to buy the first time they land on my website, but it's something that takes some time. And so, of course, my website is part of that client experience. It's how they get to know me before they even decide to reach out. And I want the entire process to be a reflection of me and what I do and the things that I value. And you want your website to do the same for you. You want it to be a reflection of your business, of the things that you value, of what you find important and focus on in your service. And so your website becomes that very first real connection point, whether they found you on social media or have been recommended by somebody else, they're going to get to know you here. And you might think that this is an in-between step that might not be important, but if you are offering a service or a product that is a larger investment, people are going to be coming to your website. They are not just going to be buying solely based on social media. That might be where they engage with you first and really see the person behind your brand and get to know the things that you value and stand for. But your website is what is going to sell them because it's where you can talk more in depth about what you offer, what you do, who you help. And we've talked about these things on all of the previous episodes. I emphasize that your website design should be focused on a journey from that first time someone lands on your page to hitting the button and getting in contact with you or buying your product. And so that part, that journey on your website is just the beginning of a bigger journey that happens when they hire you. And so when you think of your website, you want it to be the beginning of your client experience and you want what happens once they get in touch with you and once they start working with you to be an extension of what they're seeing online. So if you want to start creating a process that moves people from your website into your services, how can you do that? How can we create that process and create a great client experience from start to finish? The first thing is to have a clear process to begin with. You want 
to know how your clients are going to get in touch with you, how they're going to move through your website and your services. Because you are the expert at whatever you're doing, you're the expert and your clients are hiring you and trusting you to be the one that's guiding them through the process. And so in order to do that, you want to have a process that you can walk them through, that you can refer them back to, that you can tell them, okay, this is what we've done. These are the next steps. Here's where we're going. And don't worry, I've got you because I know how this all works and you don't have to worry that we're going to get caught up in the middle and get confused because neither one of us knows what's happening. You also want to understand the clients that you're trying to reach. This is a really important first step because once you know the people you want to reach, those dream clients that you want to work with, you can tailor the entire experience to them. I think that this is one of the hardest parts of business, is really niching down on the people that you want to work with. Because when you first start out, many of us are just wanting to do what it is that we love to do and we want to make money doing it and so we are willing to work with anybody and everybody who comes our way. But as you grow in business, you're going to learn that you have to make sure that the clients you're working with are clients that are really going to light you up and that you can serve really well. It's not just about how you feel, but it's about giving them the best experience possible because your expertise and your education and your past clients are all helping you with the people you're working with right now and the people you wanna work with in the future. So you need to understand where they're coming from, what they know and don't know, how they like to work. And we're gonna talk more about that later, but that is just something to keep in mind. The next thing is to create an emotional connection. So many times we're doing this through social media where we're able to share a little bit more of the behind the scenes and the heart of our business and what's going on in our personal lives, but you also want to do this on your website. You want to really connect with the things that they're struggling with and the things that you've gone through that you can let them know, I understand where you are and I know how to get you to the next step that you need to take. You also want to capture and use client feedback. And we're gonna talk about this later about how you can actually do this, but I want you to know that it is so important that throughout the process, from when someone lands on your website to when you send them off with a testimonial and you are just following along and wishing them well, you want to figure out what they are saying, what they need from you, how you can get that information and then how you can use it to improve your client experience, even if that means making changes during the process. I know that this can be a scary part when you get that email from a client that says, you know, I wish that you would do this differently. Those are hard emails to read, I know, because we are so emotionally connected to the service that we're offering and the job that we're doing that it's hard to feel like somebody is telling us that we're not doing it well. But I want you to look at it differently. Take that feedback and look at it as a way to grow. If you, your client never told you the things that they don't understand or the things they wish were different, they're going to walk away from the project disappointed because you weren't able to communicate that. But if you can take that feedback that they're giving and then offer them some more information, give them an explanation, maybe shift a little bit of what you're doing, you can really give yourselves both a great experience and you don't have to feel like it was a bad project because you couldn't communicate well. You just have to take the feedback that they're giving you and address it head on. 
And finally, a part of creating a great client experience is helping your employees or your team members or your mastermind girls to help you. So figure out a way for them to give you feedback, to make changes based on that, and to really make this a collaborative experience. When you're running your own business, it's hard to know when you should collaborate with somebody and when you have to do it all on your own. But I would really encourage you to find some people that you trust. Find your wolf pack like we're going to be talking about in an episode coming up and make those people a part of all of these things that you're doing so that they can give you honest, real criticism, real praise and positive encouragement, whatever it is that you need to help your clients grow and to help your business grow because that's what this is all about. We want your business to grow because you are serving your clients well and giving them a great experience. So we've talked about those things that make up a great client experience and now we're going to talk about how do you create that process? How do you make that first step and create that process and have it in place? So here's how I like to do it. I like to sit down and write out all of the steps that a client takes from landing on your website to hiring you and then anything they need to find on your website as the project progresses. So you can start by figuring out how they find your website, then go into them learning more about you and your services and what you offer. Then create a process for the initial communication. Are you going to have them fill out an application? Maybe they can just schedule a consult call, or maybe you want them to send you an email and then you will send them a link. Figure out how that's going to work so that you know exactly which steps they take in which order and you can put that into place. And then once you've made that initial communication, whatever it is, how are you going to move forward? What happens if you decide you're a good fit and want to work together? And what happens if you think this isn't going to be the best project and you couldn't serve this particular person as well as you would like? What happens then? Then you need to map on the onboarding process. So you've already gotten in touch with them. Maybe you've had a call. You know that you want to work together and they have said, yes, let's do this. What is the process of getting them into your service or product, that onboarding piece that can be complicated because you have so much information to give and so much information that you need to get and how are you going to do all of that without overwhelming your new client? Then you wanna map out your time together. How is this process going to work? What is the timeline? What are they going to be expected to do and when? How are they going to get that to you? For example, my clients all have questionnaires that they have to fill out at the beginning of our time together. And so I send those questionnaires to them and they have a certain amount of time that they fill them out and send them back to me. Then I will review them. I will ask any more questions. And this is all part of the very beginning of our time together. And throughout our time together, I have mapped out each step so that I have information about that process and I can share that information with them so they know what to expect, when they have to work, when we're going to have calls, when they have homework due. If you can tell them all of that up front, then they know how to plan for this project that they're joining you on. After your project has wrapped up or even during the project, like we talked about before, you want to be able to get feedback from your clients. So how are you going to do that? Do you have a process for getting feedback from them in a specific way? Or are you just going to get it through email and phone calls 
as you talk with them and get to know them and work through their project. And then what are you going to do with that feedback that you get? Are you going to make a pivot in the middle of your process? Are you just going to file it away for next time? Do you have some resources that you could send them based on what it is that they're asking for? And finally, once your project has wrapped up and you've launched or they've gone on to the next step, whatever it is at the end, how are you going to offboard them? So what does the process look for getting everything wrapped up, getting the information that you need at the end of a project, and then the next steps that you need to take, like adding a testimonial to your website, putting projects into a portfolio somewhere. You wanna map out the offboarding process. And if you are thinking that this is all overwhelming because there are so many steps, make sure you check out the show notes. I'm going to have a list of all of these different things to look at there. You can look at all of that written down and you don't have to feel like you're having to capture it all right now. If you're ready to update your website today and need some guidance on things that you can do, check out my free guide, five website updates to get legit. You can download it at lemonandthesea.com slash five updates. There you will find a guide with five easy updates you can make today that are going to make your website stand out, be legal, and it includes free resources that you can check out as well as easy action steps to get you started so that you can start making improvements to your website today. That is at lemonandthesea.com slash five updates. The next thing that I talked about was understanding the clients that you're trying to reach. And so I want to talk about why your client experience needs to work for both you and your clients. The first thing that you want to do here, and this is a whole lot easier because it's all about you, is to learn how you work best. Take into consideration how you work best with the clients as you lay out your processes so that you can build something that works for you and for them. Some of the things to consider are how do you want potential clients to get in touch with you? Do you want them to send you an email? Do you want them to fill out an application in type form or some other form builder? Or do you want them to be able to schedule a call before you've even really made one-on-one contact with them? How do you like for those people to get in touch with you? And then what steps does a client take before they hire you to make sure that you're a good fit? And how do you decide if somebody is a good fit? So for me, I really like to jump on a call with somebody to make sure that we are going to be able to work together well, that I can get behind their mission and that they know and trust what I'm doing as the process and as a designer. And so you need to figure out how you are best able to get that kind of information. And then you need to figure out things like when you want to work and how you're going to respond to inquiries. Are you going to work nine to five every day? Maybe you can't do that because you are doing your business as a side hustle. And so you are going to work in the evenings and the mornings. You need to map that out and map out how you're going to respond to any inquiries you get so that you have all of that planned out before it actually happens and you can communicate it to your clients and potential clients ahead of time so they're not thrown for a loop when they're trying to email you at noon, but you can't respond until eight o'clock at night every time. The next thing to consider in this, because you want this to work for you and your clients, is your clients. So get to know them. How familiar are they with technology? 
How do they like to communicate? These things are going to determine how you can set your processes up. What are you going to use as far as any services or different platforms? And what are you going to need to teach them about those platforms in order for them to use it? For me, I use Asana for all of my clients and that is where they will find the steps that they have to take and the due dates and can send me messages. And I know that some of my clients are really familiar with it, they use it all the time, but others don't use Asana frequently. And so I know that I have to have a tutorial available for how to set Asana up, how it works, what they're going to see, how they can get in touch with me. You also want to know what questions they ask frequently so that you can create PDFs or guides or email templates that can address those things. The best thing to do is have all of this information up front for them so that they don't even have to ask you. That is an improvement on the client experience. If they think of a question and they can find the answer in the information you've already given them, then they know that they can trust you because you're doing your job. You are an expert at what you do and you can anticipate their needs. But even if there are questions that don't make sense for you to address there or that come up and you haven't addressed them or they just missed it in the information you've already sent, make a list of those sorts of things and have your responses ready to go so that you can help people as quickly as possible and with as little stress on your end as you can. And then you want to know what their expectations are when they land on your website. Part of this is being able to communicate what you do and who you work with very quickly on your website. You want them to know what services you offer and who you help, but you also want to know what they're expecting from your service or from you. Are they just coming there to learn from you to begin with? Do they just want to read a blog post or listen to a podcast? Or are they ready to buy from you when they land on your website because they've gotten to know you somewhere else? And what does that look like on your website? For most of us, people who come to our websites are at least going to want to learn a little bit more about our services, a little bit more about us and our background, and then maybe see the types of education we're putting out so they know if it fits with what they're hiring us to do. But there are going to be people who are coming from social media and feel like they already know you so well that they're just ready to jump in. And so those people are going to come to their website expecting to see that the same things they saw on social media are on your website and that there is an easy path for them to get in touch with you and then to hire you once they're ready. The next part of making a website that works for your client experience is automating as much as possible. So I have talked about automation in the past and there's a great episode on that earlier in the podcast. I will link to it in the show notes, but I wanna go over it here just so that you have the information because this is relevant from the first time they land on your website. You want to make this as easy as possible for them and for you. So some tips here are to create an autoresponder that lets them know what the next steps are. What this means is that when they fill out a form on your website to get in touch with you or they schedule a time for a consult call, you want them to have some sort of notice, whether it's a pop-up or an email that they automatically receive that says, I've got your information. These are the next steps that we're going to take. That gives them really clear expectations of what's going to happen, when they should expect to hear from you, and what's coming next. 
The next thing you want to do is to create email templates for emails that you send frequently. This is going to save you time when you're writing responses because you don't have to think about it every time. It's also going to help you be really consistent when you're answering those questions because you're taking the emotion out of it. You're just copying, pasting, and maybe personalizing it a little bit and then sending it off. It gets a response to your client faster and they'll know if you do things the same way you did with them as you did with another client that you have got this down and they can trust you. The next thing that I like to do is to create PDFs that explain complicated topics or things that people will need to reference in the future. And so the PDF creation process is not automated, but once they're already there, it's really easy to send them at different steps in the process. So on my website, this works a couple of different ways. The first is they can download a roadmap guide from my sales page or my services page that gives them information about how I work and who I work with and the investment. They can download that PDF right away. It makes it really easy for them to get that information quickly and they have it as reference for the future. Then once they've decided to contact me and they've scheduled a call, I send them another email that goes more in depth in my process and what's expected from them and what I offer. So that's the actual roadmap that I work through. And while we're working together throughout that process of website design, I have PDFs that I send for different topics. So I have a PDF that goes over a website audit, SEO, content creation. There's a lot of different things that I have that are things that are hard to explain in an email or over a phone call that I can explain in a PDF that matches my brand, but gives them all of the information in a place that it's easy for them to come back to whenever they need it. And the last part of automation is to find tools that make the client experience as easy as possible. So I use both Dubsado and Acuity, and they are great tools to help you really manage the client experience and make it easy for you and for your clients. You can use them to embed information on your website. Acuity allows you to embed their scheduler so that people can schedule a call with you right from your website. With Dubsado, you can embed the client portal onto your website so they don't have to remember the address of it, but they can just go to your website and click on client portal and log in. That's an easy way to automate things and make it easy for both of you. And then use a CRM like Dubsado that allows for automatic emails that are based on the types of responses that they're giving or that allow you to set up workflows based on their timeline and where you are in the process. I have a lot of different uses for my CRM and it has saved me a lot of time because I have all of that saved and I can personalize the emails and really make them sound like me and give my clients the information that they need without having to go and reinvent the wheel every time. Automating can be a hard part of this. I know that it's something that some of us are afraid to do because we think it makes the website less personal, but I really recommend it as you grow your business. It's going to help you do more in the time that you have. And so I'm going to link to that podcast episode I've done on automation and to the resources that I've talked about so that you can check them out. The next part of designing a website for your client experience is to make design choices that will improve that client experience. So some of the choices that impact clients on your website are having a simple navigation. 
something that makes sense, that's easy for them to figure out where things are that are not complicated. The next is choosing colors, images, and a layout that make it really clear what your brand values are, what you stand for, and that wherever they've come from on social media or a referral, that they are in the right place. You also want to include social proof, testimonials, or reviews from Facebook or Google. You want to show that you are trustworthy and that you've done this before and that you've got them during this process. You want to be very clear and have clarity on what it is you offer, who you work with, what you do, maybe what your prices are. Just make sure that it's easy for people to understand from the very beginning so that there's no confusion down the road where you're having to address something that you don't offer or something your client was expecting that isn't included. You also want to make sure that your website loads quickly. This may seem like more of a website design topic than a client experience one, but we know that our clients are coming to our website just like everybody else. And if your website is slow to load, they're likely to leave or get frustrated while they're waiting for everything to come up. You also want to design your website so that it's easy for conversions to take place. A conversion, if we haven't gotten to it yet, is when somebody makes a decision. They convert from being a website visitor to a purchaser. They do whatever action step you want them to take. And so you want that to be as easy as possible, whether that's having a form on your website that they can fill out to including a scheduler like Acuity that allows them to schedule a call right on your website. Make it easy for them to take the next step. And finally, you want to use feedback to make changes to your website with your clients in mind. And so I know that four weeks ago, we talked about user experience design and running a user experience test. This is a great way to do that. Find somebody who could potentially be a client and have them go through your website as you're watching and see what it is that they like what they struggle with, what they don't understand, because your clients are likely feeling the same way. And if you can eliminate some of those stumbling blocks, some of those confusing places, then you're going to make it easier for people to hire you and they're going to enjoy your website more as the beginning of a client experience that leads them to trust you and understand that you are really here to serve them. If you can't conduct a user experience test or you don't wanna run one all the time, another software that I really like is called Crazy Egg. It is a heat mapping software and you can also have them take videos of your website as people navigate through it. So it works very similar to user experience test except that you're not getting to hear their thoughts, you're just seeing where people look the most, where they click, how much time they spend on certain sections, and this will give you a good idea of things that you might need to change as people are scrolling through your website. If no one is scrolling down to the bottom of your website and that's where your services are listed, maybe you need to move them higher up. Or if people are clicking on something and it's not a link, Maybe you need to turn it into one because people tend to think that it is. Both of these things are just a way to get feedback from clients. And throughout the client experience, you're going to get feedback as well. And so how can you use that and the other information that you've gathered to make improvements to your website? Websites should not be static. 
You don't want to necessarily redesign every six months, but you do want to make tweaks and changes as you're learning more so that you can serve your clients and ultimately serve your business the best that you can. I know that this is a lot of information, so I want to give you a couple of takeaways that you can implement today and start really thinking about website design from a client experience point of view as the beginning jumping off point of that. So the first is to think of your website as the first steps of your client experience. Make sure that you are not making client experience once they've hired you totally separate from the website that they're seeing when they first get to know you. The second is to automate things. Find something that you can automate today, like an email template or an autoresponder, and get that set up so that you can make at least one step of the process easier. The third thing is to take a look at your navigation on your website and make sure that it is simple and easy to use. You don't need to clutter that main menu up with a million different links. Instead, you want to make it clear what is most important, where people can go to learn more about you, your services, and how they can get in touch with you. Keep it simple so that they can take those steps and not get overwhelmed and bogged down in everything else that you have to offer. I hope that this episode was helpful and that you can use those three action steps to really start to make a difference on your website and make a couple of small changes today to see a big impact. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would send me a DM or an email or leave us a review on iTunes so that other people can find the show. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show. 